T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you guys so much for listening you can find this podcast most places you can find podcasts apple Podcasts, google Play, stitcher omni odyssey app tending to the fan.com you can find us instagram.com slash beers on us you can dm us there and then uh, you can find our personal pages. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick is at PDiddy085 on the IG. Hello, That's Patrick. Me. How Hello, you doing? Sir. I'm good. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram on my personal page, uh, good luck because you're about to get a uh, wedding photo dump. Well, can't you just do like one post with 20 photos? Uh, you can only do 10 on Instagram. Mm. Um yeah, I don't know. I have not. Uh, my wife decided to uh, start the party. I have not got there yet, uh, but probably this weekend I will find some time where I am massively bored and I will figure that out. Yeah, he'll just be like, yep, 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 and there, post. It is really funny. There are some pictures on there that some people do not look good in any of them. I feel really bad. Well, in like know, candids. Yeah, well, that. Like that's, like at the party, I'm like, oh god, no! I'm so sorry. That's what happens to everybody. I'm so. I feel like every time sorry. I see myself in a picture that isn't can't or that isn't prepared, I'm like, I look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. It's like <clears> why <throat> why like I'm sweating so much. I think I saw you in a picture, and I I don't think you're terrible. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you're terrible. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember being like, oh god, don't show this to Mike. <laughs> yeah, there there are some of those, but. You know, I was dressed nicely. You know, <laughs> tends to help out a little bit. Tends to tends to smoothen out right. a little bit of the edges as long as the stuff fits okay. So uh, on the podcast today, we'll be doing our first in the brews in a hot minute. It's been a little while. Some of this is is not super topical. It's a couple weeks old at this point, but it's been collecting. And when we have multiple bits of news that come up in our personal lives that we text each other about, it's like let's just do an episode of in the brews then. Uh, sure. So we'll, we'll get to the buoy situation, which if you uh, did not see is scary and sad. Yeah. And I've, I've got some, I've got some like, not like inside information, but some people not associated with buoy. There, there's interesting things that I'll, that I'll share. Uh, there is another massive West coast brand that has sold to big beer, sort of, sort of. Yeah. And uh, a new brewery is mm-hmm. opening soon. So uh, that'll be coming up on the pod today. Weekend beer wise for me. Um, I'm trying to remember if I had anything specifically amazing. I've been kind of in a rut with picking beer. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like every week I come in here and it's like, I, I want to have one or two where I had a sip and I was like, whoa, that's good. And it's just not happening. Like it, I'm not really having a lot of bad beer. Mm. Like I'm not like drain pouring any beers, sure. but it's just like, <clears throat> okay, that's good. Like this week, for example, I got a ghost town pale ale that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Not your favorite. Not my favorite. Yeah. It wasn't that great. Um, so yeah, weekend beer wise for me, the, no, nothing spectacular. I think what I learned today actually is it was two beers in a row that I had had that you had brought in for the baseball show. Mm-hmm. Both grains of wrath beers. I love grains. We all know how we how we feel about grains here on the podcast. Last week's beer, one of the descriptors on the can was strawberry. This week's beer, one of the descriptors on the can was strawberry. One an IPA, one a an Italian lager. pilsner. Yeah, Italian pilsner. Yeah, and I think I'm getting a mint chocolate chip. In strawberry. Interesting. Because. Do you eat strawberries regularly? I used to. I, I don't really anymore. Mm. I like strawberries. Yeah. A lot. But um, the flavor it's giving me in the beer, and this is not 100% strawberry. It's just my guess. Right. Because it was on both cans. You're just trying to find what relates, yeah. like what, what common denominator is Bo- in here. Both beers had a flavor in there that I went, nope, don't love this. Mm. Rest of the beer, good. Yeah, that yeah. flavor when it hits, which was usually early palate for me, not so good. And both beers said strawberry, so that is my thought right now: is that my mint chocolate chip is strawberry mm. in beer. And I, I, I will say, I don't like strawberry ice cream. I don't like strawberry desserts usually. Um, if there's strawberry on a cheesecake, I will eat it. But mm-hmm. like strawberry flavored things, sure. I should say I don't like. That's why I asked if you like strawberries. Yes, and you said you have you don't really eat them. You like them, but yeah. you don't really eat them. Yes, um, apples are my fruit of choice. Uh, strawberries are good, and I'll I'll eat it if they're presented to me. But um, you don't seek them out. No, but I I think it's one of those artificial real things where mm-hmm. like a real strawberry tastes great. Strawberry flavor to me. Not so much. Yeah, so I I would say it's you know probably derived from hop combos, probably. And what's interesting is both those beers you drank, knowing them very well, they share zero hops in common. So one of the thing, and I shared this with you and all uh, earlier, and I'll share it again on the podcast. This is something something Ben Edmonds always told me. He said, "Never hate a hop." You know, like I know some people that are like, I don't really like Mosaic because I get this from this, you know, and I'm kind of like, I don't really like Galaxy because I get this from this. But what he always told me and I try to hang tight on is this, which is why I'll still try Galaxy beers to this day. And Talus, you know, which has been a controversial hop for me, is he always says, don't hate the hop. Don't enjoy the combination. Mm-hmm. So it's like they play with each other. That's why we've loved Strata so much yep. because we're like, ah, this plays with everything so well. Um, and so I always try to keep that in mind. So maybe, yeah, maybe there's just, you know, I mean, we definitely get a ton of fruit character off hops, whether they're noble or, you know, American or Southern hemisphere, we definitely get, you know, fruit flavors, tropical stuff off it all the time. Yeah. Maybe when that combo hits closer to strawberry, it's just not your thing. Yeah. That's just a guess. It's not, it's not a a certain fact. Like you, you know, the mint chocolate chip flavor is what it is. Oh man, that, that drives me nuts. And you're finding it in more beers recently. Mm -hmm. So whatever the combination Mm -hmm. that's going on is, is giving you that flavor. 
Now, both these beers were grains beers, so it, it actually makes sense that there would be a similar combination of flavors, even though they're using different hops, because of the same brewers who are making them. Sure, sure. So there, there is some connection You're going to have there. that house flavor that we right. that we talk about. Right. Um, I don't really think this is a grains house flavor, because the other beers I've had from grains do not have <laughs> I, this flavor. I, I just but, mean in the sense, like, you can go to no matter how good, bad, middle of the road, big or small, breweries all have kind of a house flavor. Yes, that is, to that an, is true. To an extent. That is true. Um, some more prevalent than others. Double Mountain, I'm looking right at you. <laughs> Holla. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure it out because there's nothing inherently wrong with either beer that I had. Mm-hmm. And last week when I had it, you were like, oh, you know, maybe you're just coming over COVID or getting over COVID and mm-hmm. maybe your, your taste is a little sure. messed up. But I never really lost my taste outside of when I was uber stuffed up. I just lost it because of that which natural congestion yeah, I've, yeah. I've had that not in, in my lifetime many times not the classic covid lost right. taste it was just my sinuses were filled um so i was like oh you know maybe that's that's true tasting it again same brewery different beer today i went and i've had other beers in the middle mm-hmm. yeah it's not the covid no, thing. weird crazy it, i think i think it's strawberry i think it's strawberry i wonder does anybody else have these flavors that they hate mm. Stay away. DM us. <laughs> Instagram.com slash beers on us. Um, all right. So in the bruise wise. Did you just, did, were you just going to skip over me over here? Oh, what I thought am you I, did chopped liver? I thought you, I thought you were like, man, I don't know. Well, yeah, I didn't think I had one. And then I thought of this. I went to, so for 4th of July, uh, my, my mom threw a little fiesta and then uh, a buddy of mine threw a little Party. fiesta. So we went to my mom, went to my mom's for a little bit and saw the fam. And then we went to my buddy's house for a little bit. And I ended up taking, and I had a, a, a plethora of lagers in, in the fridge uh, uh, from from my job. So I was drinking some grain stuff, but I didn't have any hoppy beer in the fridge. So I was like, ah, crap. I got to go somewhere and, and grab some hoppy because I want to bounce back and forth throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I walked into a bottle shop. <clears throat> and Wasn't this like three weeks ago that you said you were going to stop buying only lagers and hoppy beer? I know. I'm totally, I'm, I'm failing epi- <laughs> epically. Uh, and so I walked into a bottle shop to buy some hoppy stuff. And boy, did I struggle to find anything worthy of a date selection. <clears throat> and there was a person working in this bottle shop, and they came up to me. He said, hey, how you doing? Can I help you with anything? You know, what, what are you looking for? And I was like, oh, man, you know, just looking around, date checking, doing the normal. And he, like, stopped in his feet, and he was like, oh, oh, oh okay. And then he looked down at my selection of what I had grabbed already. And he was like, well, you're, you're, you're doing well so far. And my three beers. Why did he sound so nervous? I don't know, dude. My three beers were wanderlust, volatile substance, and a sticky hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it wasn't sticky hands. It was super cheap from Brothers Cascadia because mm. I hadn't had it for a while, and they just put it out. Yeah, and but they were all within date, and so I, you know, I was like, man, I the super cheap I was excited about, but the other two I was like, man, I drink these beers all the time, but I'm buying these because it's the only thing I can find that's fresh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the guy was super weird. He was like, oh yeah, well, uh, you're you you you're doing okay so far. I was like, do you know that I know this beer in this fridge is old? Apparently he did because he got very nervous. Yeah, it was a very strange experience. Hmm. Outside of that, I got nothing. My my week my weekend beer was was fairly lame. I've been working a lot. That's reminding me a little bit, just a quick tangent, not too long, is the last two grocery store trips were for my girlfriend and I, Instacart, because we both had COVID. Mm, okay. Uh, and there is a free month. You don't have to pay for it. You just pay for the groceries. Um. My Safeway is doing this, and I, I'm sure it's okay. Like, I'm sure you can have items a certain amount of dates past the date. But I've, I've been noticing this even before COVID. It's just getting worse. Is my grocery store just leaves old stuff on the shelf and hopes someone buys it. Oh, all grocery stores do that. 
I've never seen it to this level where there was an orange juice that this was in the cat. This is not from the Instacart. Wait, not alcohol, just like real food. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. There was an OJ. I thought you were talking about beer. I was like, every no, grocery no, store no, does that. No, food. expired food is a different thing. Um, <clears throat> I think that's illegal. The, uh, there was one OJ in there, and I, and I went and went like three back and got the fresher ones when I was there. That was like three weeks old. That's not good. The, that you, orange juice is fermenting. Yes, at that point. Now the Instacart problem I have, and I've noticed this with the yogurts there. I get Tillamook Greek yogurt. Mm. And I looked it up even because I was a little nervous about it because it is a bacteria. Uh, you can eat yogurt one to two weeks after the use-by date. So I was safe there. We were given, through our Instacart, yogurt that was going bad one day in the future. Like, hey, I ordered four yogurts for the week. Two of them, they go bad tomorrow. <laughs> when did we get it? Saturday. <laughs> that's that's brutal, dude. And, I'm, and I, I've eaten them this week because I looked it up, and they've tasted a little bit old, but they're not like bad or anything. You can yeah. just tell it's not super fresh. And I'm still like, why are you leaving this on the shelf? I understand you want to sell it, but this goes bad tomorrow. Help a brother out here. <clears throat> and if you're an Instacart person, why are you giving me one day dead yogurt? Absolutely brutal. There's a ton <clears throat> of yogurt there. Grab it. Anyway. Absolutely brutal. There's my tangent. Uh, in the bruise, let's begin with Bowie. Okay. That was shocking, to say the least. Very wild situation. I, I revealed <clears throat> it to you, sort of. Uh, RJ, P1 of the podcast, lives out uh, in Astoria, Warrington More, area. Yeah. And uh, he texted he, me a he picture. He always keeps us in the in the loop of, of the coastal beers. Yes. North he, Coast beers. He personally texted me i have his phone number he personally texted me a picture from the water of buoy collapsed and he goes i guess buoy's construction isn't going well and i was like this is like a joke like what is this and he goes oh no dude buoy collapsed into the columbia and i'm like what and then he sent me another picture <clears throat> and you can see he, he zoomed in really close you could see the actual like boardwalk that the restaurant was sitting on and whatever pillar was under there, it had given in and the restaurant had fallen in to the under underneath the upside down had fallen into the upside down. <laughs> I'm through season two of stranger things now. Um, and, uh, was just in the water and collapsed. And I was like, what, what? And I haven't been to Bowie in a while. I haven't had Bowie beer in a while to be I honest with you. I was at Bowie two months ago. Before the collapse. Uh, bachelor party. I, oh, yes. I met some people out in Astoria before we went up to Long Beach. Very true. Yes, you talked about that. Um, yeah, so I mean, I haven't been in a long time. I haven't even had Bowie beer in a long time, to be honest with you. And But I love their spot there. Yeah, I mean, it's, right it's, on a, the water. it's a top five spot in the state of Oregon. Uh, it's probably one or two, in my opinion. Um, if we're not including Topwire being one, I would say Bowie. <laughs> Brewery-wise. Sure. Yeah, brewery-wise. When you sit close to the water, it's like you're in the river. Because it was so close to the water, and you're at the which mouth, which maybe Col wound up being the problem. In you're the at end. the mouth of the Columbia, so you see, you know, all the all the ships passing yep. and the sea lions and all that. Yeah, stuff. There, yeah, there's sea lions that hang out underneath, and they they have like little glass holes in the ground that you can look down and see them. Very great business model. The bridge is there, and it's beautiful, and it's you know they've all sorts of nautical themed stuff in the in the restaurant. It's an amazing place to have a, have a bite to eat and drink a beer. So I was like depressed mm -hmm. when I saw this because my first thought was, how do you recover from that? 
Like, not only, it's not like there was a fire. Right. Like, half of your building collapsed into the river. Right, you're talking serious structural damage. And there are people who are still, like, picking up stuff that's washed up miles and miles away because you collapsed into the river. Mm -hmm. Now, the restaurant didn't collapse. It was part of the brewing facility that collapsed. Mm -hmm. And Luckily, there, no, there like, was no like tanks went into the right, into right. the ocean or. In but the that river. area is what collapsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was nobody there, thankfully, when it happened. Uh, they were being renovated, so it was empty. But my first thought was, I know Bowie is a big brewery, but how do you survive that? Yeah, it it's definitely tricky. And with something is something that that I caught that was really interesting um, with the amount of package that they pump out. Uh, they, I believe they have their own packaging line. I think they do, yeah. But I think that has been massively corrupted due to this. Because we at Grains, we get all of our, we we, we go through a mobile canning company called Cascadia. Um, they are really, really awesome people. Top notch. The work they do is fantastic. Well, we had, uh, we had them, we had them. We had craft canning on our podcast many, many moons ago. And we had these guys come in, and we just did them on a test run, and we fell in love with them. And to this day, I cannot rave more and more about them. Great people, easy to work with, awesome finished product. They told me they've been out there for like two weeks straight doing thousands of package cans. I mean, Bowie has three or four beers in all grocery stores. So the good news is they are able to salvage the beer they've got. And so they're not like completely at a standstill because that's that I always like to say in the restaurant or in the pub or in the tap room, there's no such thing as a beer 911. This is a beer 911. Like there there are very few, you know, if the building's on fire, don't call me, call the fire department. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's nice to know that, you know, A, nobody was hurt. That's what's most important. B, I mean, I definitely worry about the economical or the uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, what 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 am I looking for? The the impact on nature, you mm. know. I'm I'm definitely worried about that, of course. But that's just my own personal agenda. The environmental, the effect. environmental impact. Yes, thank you. I don't know why I can't speak. Uh, but then definitely, like, w- what are you guys going to do? You know, because this could really sink you. Because I remember, like, just days before that, they had opened up a little food cart that they mm-hmm. put half a foot away from the restaurant, mm-hmm. basically like. Hey, we know we have long waits, so if you get hungry, you can just come eat at our food cart. Here. And they've got another spot to drink. They've got a second location that you can drink in. In Astoria? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like as part of the same complex? In, in No, no, no. In in like that neighborhood. Oh, okay. So they'll, they'll be okay. And the fact that they're still packaging is great. So now it's just pick up the pieces and try to try to get back to normal as soon as you can. And my fear for that is, just selfishly, is I love that location so much. I know. You don't want to lose it. Well, it... You almost have to now, right? Like, how can you trust the structural integrity of the the old boards? I have no idea. And and do it again. I've, like, I've, the, the entire restaurant is built on wood. On a dock. On a dock. <laughs> yeah. And it collapsed, part Ooh. of it. How do, you, how do you trust that again? Or do you move in town a little bit so where you're not on a dock? And then you give up the great location. And what's available in Astoria? Yeah, I have no idea. You know, no idea. Like, this is this is a serious thing. It's something I don't envy and I have massive sympathy for. I, you know, and I reached out, you know, on our Instagram page to those guys, you know, and I know we're just a stupid little podcast here, but, you know, if there's anything we can do, we're, we're, we're here to help you guys. I mean, this is kind of a an all-hands-on-deck thing for, for the community that, 
you know, however any of us can do, whether it's, you know, just cleaning up garbage if you live out in Astoria when you see it, you know, and, and continue to sport and buy their beer in the stores and and that kind of stuff. You just got to kind of weather the storm, no pun intended, and just hope for the best. It was just so shocking. It's The pictures are really crazy. Yeah. And for whatever, I, I think a fire would have been the same effect, but any just like instant oh, God, the brewery's broken Yeah, moment, whether that's fire or this or earthquake or whatever. Right. It's it's shocking and shattering, especially for a place that, at least for me, was as beloved as it was. Yeah. And I hope that they rebuild and they figure it out in that same location because it's perfect. I'm sure they will. For I them. Mean, I I, I want to have even blind faith that they'll, they'll be okay. Perfect for them and perfect for... Astoria, I mean, but it's, it's a top five brewery to drink at in yeah. the state of Oregon. I just, I, I, my heart goes out to them, all those people who, who are being affected by this in that brewery and uh, hopefully selfishly, we do get to go back to that exact same spot yep. and take a beautiful look out at the water. Yeah. Yeah. In the brews item, numero dos, Derek Gita. We have ourselves two. a sale. Yep. You got the details on this? Yeah, I got some of it. It, it. It's really interesting. Like, I've been following this Stone Miller Coors thing for a while because, I mean, it's like it's like one of the biggest independently owned craft breweries in America going against one of the big boys, and I think they had a case. Like, I think you got a point here. Like, if as long as you don't get lawyered out of this, as long as you don't get, you know, just bullied by, by, by a huge company, I think you got a shot at this. And they ended up defeating Miller Coors in this. For a small sum of money, and then Stone went back at Miller Coors for basically damages. Uh, and I don't know where that is right now because all eyes have now been turned on the fact that Stone has sold to Sapporo, mm. um, which is a Japan, huge, a huge Asian brewery. Uh, I don't know what it's other... the number one brewery in Japan. Okay, I learned that recently. I think they own other stuff, but I'm not quite sure what exactly it is. I could look it up on my phone when you're talking next. But I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah, Sapporo, but, funny enough, I was uh, down a Wikipedia Google map rabbit hole of Japan earlier today. Oh, nice. And uh, I, I was looking at Sapporo, and I'm like, oh, I know that name. And yeah, it's, it's, it's the top brewery in, in Japan. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is not their first venture into buying American craft beer. Sure. And I saw that they only bought Stone for like $140 million. And I was oh, like, really? Only. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, Ballast Point sold for a billion. Yeah. And Stone was bigger uh, than Ballast Point. L- L- Lagunitas was two different installments of 500 mil apiece. Uh, when Sapporo bought uh, Stone, they paid 140 million, but also absolved all their debt. Ah, which apparently is somewhere around the area of around 400 million dollars. Okay, so they um, still so they still sold for half of what Ballast Point sold. Sure, for. sure, which is which is probably closer to a fair value, fair, fair market value currently. I think okay, we sure. I think we have learned that especially after covid. You know, we have learned that craft breweries are not worth what we thought they were, and this is a conversation we'll get to in a minute. Um but what 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 kind of sunk stone a little bit, I'll go with pun intended on that one, uh is they opened a brewing facility in Berlin that did not work out very well. Um I don't think the Europeans we're super jazzed about uh, Stone Beer, and they also have another facility on the East Coast that I don't think is doing well also. Okay. So it's kind of like this brewery needs to downsize massively, but there's probably still a ton of money to be made in it, 
which is why I can't imagine a company like Sapporo, if you're going to pay $140 million and absolve 400 mil debt, I'm, I'm assuming you have good reasons to buy this. Interesting that they... I'm, more, I'm just more shocked that, like... And I get it. I know if you're an owner and someone offers you this money, you're going to take it. I totally get that. Of course. I'm not fighting that or, or arguing against that, or I'm not saying they're wrong or anything like that. What surprises me is that you would fight so hard against Miller Coors for so long on this to just turn around and be like, whoa, we did it, and I'm out. <laughs> it actually makes some sense, doesn't it? Maybe, yeah. Maybe You're, you're so exhausted you're from this legal battle going, what BS that was. I don't want to deal I with don't this, want to anymore. Do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Who's the first bidder? Sapporo? Okay, sure. You gonna you gonna get us out up from under our debt? Okay. Yeah, take take the brewer. It would have been hilarious if Miller Coors bought it. <laughs> it would be. That would have been the best. That would have been very typical big beer to do that too. Let me drain some money from you in this lawsuit. And did you win? Sure. Who wins in the end, Stone? You're ours. <laughs> um yeah, Stone's an interesting one. I will one. pay myself a buck. <laughs> Stone's what, an interesting what is that one. line? I owe myself a buck. I don't know. I don't know what you're quoting. <laughs> Me neither. I can't remember. Is the two most popular breweries in San Diego are now both big beer in Ballast Point, although it didn't. Ballast Point is pretty much defunct. I wouldn't yeah. count them anymore. Lagunitas. Let's say ba- Ballast Point like, got sold and then And then got sold again to somebody else. I, w- I wouldn't count that, but Stone... Lagunitas, and I mean even Firestone Walkers, True. half. Yeah. Um. So those are your those are your those are three of the four biggest breweries in California. The biggest in California being Sierra Nevada. Palo. Whoa. Mm. Haven't had that in a while either. Yeah, me either. I'd die for one right now. I thought you were enjoying the beer that we're sipping. No, not because of that. You just jerk. Because I just love that beer. Oh, okay. Uh, the beer, by the way, we are drinking is Favorable Fortune, a dry Irish stout from Block Fifteen. Uh, this was in six packs only when it came out around St. Patty's Day, and six pack tall boys of Irish stout uh, at Market of Choice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was wow. four. Maybe it was four packs. Wow. I don't know. It was in the packs, and then I saw this on the shelf on like an Uber good deal because it's from February, and uh, it was like one dollar and fifty cents, and I was like one dollar dry Irish stout, five months old. Nah, it'll be fine. I'll be okay. It's good. Yeah, I'm okay with this. It's I, really, really refreshing. I, I, I think, you know, we, we, we've we talked about For this. Me. You know, we talked about this with, like, Modern Times. And, you know, I'm I'm not ready. There are some local brands that I'm very concerned about, but I'm not ready to kind of go on the record and talk about that. Uh, but we've, we've discussed expanding and growing and the concerns. And I think when you see that a company gets sold for 140 and you're like that seems a little low and realize how much debt they're in i think there is something really that really needs to be focused on right now and it's that the size of your brewery has to be very very calculated whether you're going from 1000 to 6000 from 10000 to 30000 from 35 to 75 and 75 to 150 like what doesn't matter barrels he's talking Bar- about I'm talking barrelage yeah in a in a year what i'm seeing is that it it nothing is foolproof i mean alcohol is recession proof but whether you're the small brewery trying to expand you have to be very very careful about that expansion just the same way if you're a large brewery trying to expand. You have to really know your market. You have to really know where you're going to put this beer because we are seeing it. And these big breweries, 
that continue to try to grow and be world players at that level are kind of disappearing. You know, I'm sure everyone at Sierra Nevada is watching this situation very carefully. They're like, okay, how's our East Coast facility doing? What are our international sales like? Not not like they don't already, but they are probably hyper-focused on that. The same way if you're a nano brewery making 600 barrels a year and you want to go to 3,000. Like, those are the same conversations you have. Nobody, I feel like I haven't seen anybody yet, whether you're small, middle, or big, that's made that jump and it's working. So that tells me your ceiling might be a lot lower than you realize. Right. No matter who you are. The the mantra less is more. Yeah. Focus on the quality over the quantity. Exactly. And, and just understand your market and realize the chase of the AB InBev buying you out is a lot more difficult than it's going to be because they know. They know what's a what's a brand and what's not. And so to just say, I make good beer and people buy it. And one day I'm going to sell out and be rich. I don't know if that's true anymore. It seemed like that for a while. I'll bet you if you looked at AB InBev and you look at Miller Coors and, uh, you know, Constellation and all those guys who, Sapporo, everybody who's bought big stuff, I'll bet you there's a couple brands in there that are kind of like, I wish I wouldn't have done that one. Or they bought it and then immediately downsized that brand. Exactly. I mean, I think Widmer is a perfect example of this. The second Widmer was purchased, all tap rooms closed, uh-huh. and it was just beer. Mm-hmm. The second it happened, mm-hmm. and that was a legacy, huge brand. And now that brand is mostly just Kona. Yeah, you know yeah, that's very true. You know, and there, there, I, I, somebody said uh, to my wife the other day at the grocery store that Kona is making a hard seltzer, and it's excellent because it has no added sugar. So you're like, well, yeah, because they're a huge company trying to make money. Yeah. So it's just the cautionary tale, and. This wasn't the last one, you know, that's going to sell. Probably sold for less than they're worth. I mean, I'll bet you 10 years ago, you could have sold Stone for 800 mil. Well, and, and I know some of the breweries that you're not going on record about yet and what you're talking about. Be careful. Be very careful. I'm, I'm not saying you're going to fail, you know, which is why I don't want to, like, slam this, you know, in, in public. I'm not saying you're going to fail. I don't want you to fail. I think some of you are going to do really well. Just be careful. Yeah. Just be careful. Opening a lot of locations quickly is a recipe for getting stretched too thin and then losing a little quality control and then, you know, ipso facto down the drain you go. Unless you've done your homework. Unless you've done your homework. If you've done your homework, then I believe in you. Yeah. And some of them have done their homework and I believe in you. And some of them haven't. You're just kind of like, be careful. I also think there's a little bit of this at play of especially here in Portland when we're in the craft beer community, like the second you go big, it's like, eh, that's not cool anymore. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm going to do this one instead because it's new and it's small, you know? Mm. So like the second you do that, it's like any band that goes mainstream. Right. It's like, you're going to frustrate your diehards yeah. and you may get big and you may make a little bit more money, but you have to understand that you're also cutting out a swath of people that liked you and probably removing them from your picture. American Idiot is one of my most rage-filled albums when I heard it. I was like, this is absolute trash. And then Green Day became a massive hit. And it's one of the highest-selling albums in the early 2000s. Yep. And I'm just like, this is unbelievable. This is absolute garbage. And boom. Green Day became big, but you stopped listening to Green Day. So I was like, this is, what is this? Yeah, what are you doing here? And everybody was like, this is, wake me up. Um, and then quickly, cause we got to go, we're running out of time here. 
New brewery opening. Yep. In the old Burnside Brewing space. No, in the old uh, Modern Times. Well, it's technically like the original Modern Times spot, but not the space they evolved into. It's the old common spot. Oh, okay. Um, It is friend of the show, Conrad, him and Matt Sandoval, who's former head brewer at at Modern Times, and, and Gavin from Freem are opening Living House Brewing right there in that spot. Uh, this podcast drops on Thursday, uh, and I was supposed to try to get to the industry night, and I was trying to get with Conrad to get an interview with him, but I cannot make it, so I'm going to try to set up something with him in the future, because I'm very excited about this. Matt is- I didn't know it was Conrad. That's cool. Yeah, it's Conrad and we Matt. We love Conrad here. Yeah, Conrad, we, you know, we're I'm, I'm a long, old friend of Conrad. He's one of my favorite people in the beer industry. Uh, Matt is an absolute fantastic brewer, and Gavin is a very, very smart man. I don't know him that well, but he's a very, very smart man. I have really high hopes for this brewery, and I'm very, very excited that they are days away from opening, and I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to try it, and I'm going to harass Conrad for till the end of time because I would love to chat with him because it's been a long time, yeah, and he's been through a lot since. We, we last had him on live from Culmination, and he has since gone multiple places. <laughs> and so I would love to chat with that. I think it's a really cool project led by some really smart people. It was and, the the Burnside Brewing Place is a brewery that's going to do like Vietnamese food, right? Didn't we talk about that on the podcast? I have no idea. I don't remember. I think it was like the the wife of the guy who was running it that they're running it together, but the wife is from Thailand, Vietnam, mm. something like that, and she's going to be cooking the food, and then he's going to be brewing the beer or something like that. Well, I like and South- that's going into the Burnside spot. Well, I like Southeast Asian food, so you make good food. I'm there. There is in the brews for today, July sixth, two thousand twenty-two. We'll be releasing on the seventh. Uh, Living house, you said. Yeah, that's a cool name. H a u s, like yeah. Haus. Yeah, like German style. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cool. I'm excited to give that a try as well. All right, let's get to beer of the week. We may have drank this beer on the podcast before. Neither of us remember, <laughs> but we're gonna do it for beer of the week because I don't think we did it for beer of the week. That's next. This is beers on us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Hey, that's me. It is you. That's my name. I'm starting to think we had this beer the more I look at it, but I don't know. I've probably had nine of these beers. This beer is Ghost Town. It is called Inhume. I think is what it's called, yeah. IPA. It's an orange can. It's got a badass piece of artwork on it. It looks like a metal can, which I love, like a metal band can. Mm-hmm. They and are a metal brewery. I think you probably told me that once before, too. I love that so much. There's a couple breweries now that are metal-based breweries, and there's one in Orlando, Adroit Theory. Their beer isn't very good, but their (laughs) artwork is amazing. I always, when I think of metal breweries, I think of three. Well, I work at one, Grains of Wrath, um, and I think of Ghost Town, and I think of True in Mm. Denver, Colorado. Yes, True, a wonderful place where they play death metal all day, Mm -hmm. and I have been there, Mm -hmm. and it's really dark. I've been there as well, yeah. And uh, curtains everywhere, it's It's pitch black. It's like a long, like, hallway, super skinny, hallway bar sort of thing. You cannot request music. I tried. I was like, hey, I don't know if you guys do this, but like. They were like, nope, stop. They just, it's like Wayne's World. They point at the wall, no stairway. That was kind of like how it was. Yeah. He was kind of like, I understand, man, but sorry, we don't do requests. And it's like, they have a very specific vibe they want to keep there. Uh huh. And that vibe is 
old school black metal. Uh, and my vibe of modern progressive deathcore was not going to fit True Brain. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, like, you know, I, I am not a metal kid, but I've been around you long enough and the Grains boys long enough. And, uh, you know, Todd Burdett's one of my oldest friends uh, over, over at Cerveza, and he has been in punk metal bands for, for, for decades, and, and he's kind of my, you know, no offense, he's kind of my go-to on the metal because he's all across the board. But what I've learned is that your metal and Mike's metal and Todd's metal and my buddy Quinn's metal are all different, and we don't tend to mix very well. Right, right, and and but some do, but yeah, most of you guys are kind of in your own zone, so it doesn't shock me that you can be a metal brewery, but it's also like, well, I mean, like you can be a rock brewery too. Like, what rock are you into? Like, are you into like Fleetwood Mac? Or are you into Foo Fighters? Because both of those are like, yeah, completely different ends of the <laughs> you, you spectrum. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, know, even like, I, are you into Led Zeppelin or The Who? Because those are very different rock bands. Very <laughs> well, different rock bands. Well, even at, at your place, I remember talking to Mike about this, Hunsaker, the, the head brewer there. And um, we were there before they opened, and they were playing good music. Mm-hmm. And then I was asking him about it, he goes, oh, yeah, we turned this off when the customers come in. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So, like, you're a metal brewery, but, like... You know that the customers don't want to hear screaming, so you got to be like, you got to be a little safer. About Camus it. Washington's tough, my friend. I, well, yeah, I figure that. If you go to the North Portland spot on Williams, though, uh, especially if Jamie's working, uh, you'll definitely get your fair share of metal in there. Well, that's good. That's Jamie's good. a Jamie's a, a Brit from Manchester who loves his metal. Mm. When he when he applied, when he we become friends. When he applied, I was like. I don't know, man. This guy's more grains than any of us. <laughs> he loves the brand, you know. He, I mean, like he looks the part. He he loves the like. Just just hire the guy. <laughs> just just give him a job. Yeah, f- figure it out after that. <laughs> just give him a job. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I don't know if we did this beer on the podcast. I know you brought a Ghost Town beer in with you once. Mm-hmm. Maybe we didn't beer the week it. No, but it certainly seems like we've done this based on how the can looks to my eyes right now. I've been a very, very big fanboy of this brewery. Um, yes. I, I was, I was, I, I met, I met this woman who lived in the Bay Area and like splits time for work in the Bay and in Portland. And I was telling her, I was like, God, sometimes I feel like, like the central Northern California beer scene is really good. But the Bay Area scene, I was kind of like, I, I've just, ha- I don't, I don't hear about stuff and what I do, I'm not really a fan of. And she goes, Ghost Town, that's the best brewery. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like two weeks later, there was a drop. They a bunch of Ghost Town beer came up, and I was like, well, well, she said it's good. I mean, I don't, I, I just met this person. I don't know if their palate is like mine or any good or bad or what. But sure, I'll, I'll take a shot at it, and instantly fell in love with it. Another drop came, bought beer again. And I was very fortunate to meet two of the brewers and their sales team as they came up and collabed with us at Grains of Wrath. Yeah, you talked about that. There yeah. is there is a Ghost Town collab in the tank in Camus right now, and hopefully, you know, that'll come out. We'll see how that tastes, and hopefully, mid September, uh, before our fresh hops come out, uh, we'll can it. Cool. I got uh, label art for it and everything. Very nice. So extra uh, metal, I hope. Yeah. So uh, I I I love these guys. I mean, I've only had their hoppy stuff, uh, so I don't know what else there's to come across. But I know the day after they collabed with us, they went over to Milwaukee and collabed with Breakside. Um, and Ben doesn't collab with anybody. Anybody. So I I think there's something about their beer that 
I think the hop aggression is really nice up front, and I'll use this beer as an example. I think the hop character up front is really nice. I think the body is almost perfectly where I like it. It's a little lighter, but that's California yeah, for you. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's yeah. a lighter body for yeah, sure. Yeah, California is going to be a little lighter. I mean, I always want to touch more, but I'm a Pacific Northwest kid through and through. I just think this beer is extremely crushable. Um, like I said, I've probably had nine cans of it. Uh, I cannot rave more about Ghost Town. And the next time I'm in the Bay Area, I will go to Oakland, and I will get there ASAP. And, and drink their stuff. I, I think it's all fantastic. Well, there's our beer of the week. It is Ghost Town's Inhume India Pale Ale. Uh, I, I feel very similar to Patrick. Patrick, it's got a really good hoppy, fruity character off the top. There's it some is, nice it, resinous. It is a little light in the body. But that's California. But that's California. And yeah, it's just, Crushable's a great word. I, I, my first thought was, this is refreshing as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an IPA that is, what percentage? It is 7%. Yet it tastes like it's five percent, mm-hmm. and that's a winner in my book, right there. And I mean, this—I—I I, I think I've learned what it means when I say it—it's—it tastes, you know, wet, <laughs> uh, or it—it it tastes cold. I don't want to say wet. It, this beer tastes really cold. It does. And the mountains I think, are blue. And I think it's because the dryness on this beer is in such a perfect spot. When you finish it, when you finish a taste of this beer, you want more of it. You know, it it lingers on the palate a little bit, but it dissipates quickly in the sense that you're like, oh, crap, I got to have another one. <laughs> uh, highly suggested. It's it's not the cheapest, but that's what happens when you buy out-of-state beer. Um, but uh, this one was canned on oh God. June 13th. That's not bad, baby. So we are in it's the right three-week range right now. And and they come up through Miletus. So if they're through Miletus, which is a bigger distributor, I imagine this stuff hit everywhere. Where'd you get this? Market of Choice? Mm-hmm. Beaverton? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it at three bottle shops in, in, in Oregon. Like the, It might all be gone, depending on where you go, but find, ask, call. Yeah. I think if, if you're a hop well, lover... And, and if, you, if we got this a month ago, it's coming again. Yeah. So. Uh, if you're a hop lover... I can't recommend it more to you. Well, there's our beer of the week. Ghost Town Inhume IPA. Instagram.com slash beers and us is where you can find us. DM us anything you'd like and we'll uh, read them. Sometimes we read them on the podcast or at least we'll give you a little heart to acknowledge that we saw it at the very least. So uh, DM us there on Instagram and uh, we'll be back next Thursday at four. Like always. King T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.